Welcome to a Waverly Gets Lit. I'm Ryan, a librarian with the Waverly Public Library, and this is Six Minute Catch. Studies show after six minutes of reading a book, you just can't put it down. I'm going to read a book from our shelves and try to hook you. Today, I'm going to be reading The Fifth Season, with permission from the author, N.K. Jemison. Thank you so much to N.K. Jemison and to her assistant, Jem, for permission to read this. Super excited. This book has been on my personal wish list for a while, so I'm definitely going to be hooked. I can feel it. All right, let's take a look at the back quick just to see what we're getting ourselves into. A season of endings has begun. It starts with the Great Red Rift across the heart of the world's sole continent, spewing ash that blots out the sun. It starts with death, with a murdered son and a missing daughter. It starts with betrayal and long dormant wounds rising up to fester. This is the stillness, a land familiar with catastrophe, where the power of the earth is wielded as a weapon, and where there is no mercy. All right, let's take a look here. Ah, there's a map, as all great books have a map. Okay, let's go in. And prologue. You are here. Let's start with the end of the world, why don't we? Get it over with and move on to more interesting things. First, a personal ending. There is a thing she will think over and over in the days to come, as she imagines how her son died and tries to make sense of something so innately senseless. She will cover Uche's broken little body with a blanket, except his face because he is afraid of the dark, and she will sit beside it numb, and she will pay no attention to the world that is ending outside. The world has already ended within her, and neither ending is for the first time. She's old hat at this by now. What she thinks then and thereafter is, but he was free. And it is her bitter, weary self that answers this almost question every time her bewildered, shocked self manages to produce it. He wasn't, not really. But now, he will be. But you need context. Let's try the ending again, writ continentally. Here is a land. It is ordinary as lands go. Mountains and plateaus and canyons and river deltas. The usual. Ordinary except for its size and its dynamism. It moves a lot, this land. Like an old man lying restlessly abed, it heaves and sighs, puckers and farts, yawns and swallows. Naturally, this land's people have named it the stillness. It is a land of quiet and bitter irony. The stillness has had other names. It was once several other lands. It's one vast, unbroken continent at present, but at some point in the future, it will be more than one again. Very soon now, actually. The end begins in a city, the oldest, largest, and most magnificent living city in the world. The city is called Eumenes, 
and once it was the heart of an empire. It is still the heart of many things, though the empire has wilted somewhat in the years since its first bloom, as empires do. Eumenes is not unique because of its size. There are many large cities in this part of the world, chain-linked along the equator like a continental girdle. Elsewhere in the world, villages rarely grow into towns, and towns rarely become cities because all such polities are hard to keep alive when the earth keeps trying to eat them. But Eumenes has been stable for most of its 27 centuries. Eumenes is unique because here alone have human beings dared to build, not for safety, not for comfort, not even for beauty, but for bravery. The city's walls are masterwork of delicate mosaics and imposing detailing its people's long and brutal history. The clumping masses of its buildings are punctuated by high towers like fingers of stone, hand-wrought lanterns powered by the modern marvel of hydroelectricity, delicately arching bridges woven of glass and audacity, and architectural structures called balconies that are so simple yet so breathtakingly foolish that no one has ever built them before in written history. But much of history is unwritten, remember this. The streets are paved not with easy-to-replace cobbles, but with smooth, unbroken, and miraculous substance the locals have dubbed asphalt. Even the shanties of Eumenes are daring, because they're just thin-walled shacks that would blow over in a bad windstorm, let alone a shake. Yet they stand, as they have stood for generations. At the core of the city are many tall buildings, so it is perhaps unsurprising that one of them is larger and more daring than all the rest combined, a massive structure whose base is a star pyramid of precision-carved obsidian brick. Pyramids are the most stable architectural form, and this one is pyramids times five because why not? And because of this, and because this is Eumenes, a vast geodesic sphere whose faceted walls resemble translucent amber sits at the pyramid's apex, seeming to balance there lightly, though in truth every part of the structure is channeled toward the sole purpose of supporting it. It looks precarious. That is all that matters. The Black Star is where the leaders of the Empire meet to do their leaderish things. The Amber Sphere is where they keep their Emperor, carefully preserved and perfect. He wanders its golden halls in genteel despair, doing what he is told and dreading the day his masters decide that his daughter makes a better ornament. None of these places or people matter, by the way. I simply point them out for context. All right, that was six minutes of the, I almost said the fifth element, the fifth season. <laughs> and uh, we've got Chris, another librarian from the Waverly Public Library on with us. Hello, Chris. Hey, Ryan. Uh, well, I, I see why you said fifth element. It's got a little of that same vibe to it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I could see that. And mm-hmm. um, so we started to talk about the uh, cover just before we we got cut off there. Let's yeah. so we're going to start that again. What you, okay. you were saying that that um, book covers are kind of the uh, their own art. Yeah, I just feel like um, I don't know. Book covers are uh, anymore these days. Well, you know, I've done displays at the library on gorgeous, you know, featuring gorgeous book covers, and oh, sure. I just feel like feel like they're kind of their own their own art genre. Um, and and this one is definitely no exception. It's a it's a it's a beautiful cover. It is. I like the implication of like a very old but breaking down society is what yes. I get from it. Yeah. And, and a society that was uh, very well developed mm. um, because the, you know, the intricate, um, I don't know if it's a dragon or uh, some, some kind of, of creature, something um, is what I get. Mm. But, but you're right. It's something that that's been worn over, eroded over time. It looks like. Yeah. It's beautiful. And let's also take a moment and just, there's a map. Always mm-hmm. like a map. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Scroll down to that. It's not a, not a terribly uh, detailed map, but it sure gives you an idea. I mean, we're looking at, at an island. And, and there are some references to actual, you know, the Antarctic they reference. Um, yeah. So I know. It could have it, it could have been a real place, you know, if it if it was near the Antarctic and although does it say the Antarctics? The Antarctic. Yeah, plural. That is yeah. interesting. Huh. So yeah. yeah. I'll be I'll be interested to know more about about that. Is this supposed to be Earth, you know, after a long period of time, or right. is this completely alien? Exactly, exactly. So. All right. So what did you think of the the feel so far? Just the the atmosphere or the, the, the voice of the author coming through? Very, very uh, lyrical. Mm-hmm. Very, um, I, I will be honest, I want to get back to the beginning character story. I, I want to. <laughs> And the description of the land, I'm sh- I'm sure, and that was important, and it it kind of set the stage, but but it it wasn't as exciting as that is the story of the, the character at the beginning. I really want to get back and and follow her story and find out how she fits into everything. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and she's messing with us too because she even says, "Where was that?" Um, None of these places or people matter, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Very exactly. conversational. Exactly. Here, let me tempt you with this this tra- <laughs> this tragic story about this oh poor woman who's lost her baby and my heart is starting to bleed for this poor woman and then all mm. of a sudden we're doing a travel log which yeah. apparently which apparently doesn't really matter anyway. Right. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know that the hardest part for me there um, in that little that little blip that we did get mm-hmm. was, um, and she said, she will cover Uche's broken little body with a blanket, oh, except uh, his face because he's afraid yes, of the dark. Afraid so, of oh the dark. Gosh. I know. And, you know, maybe because we're both parents. And so maybe that 
that really grabs your heart more mm. than than if you weren't. But I mean, you 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 would have to be inhuman not to be touched by that. Right. So get back to that story. I want to find out what's going on <laughs> with her. Yeah. But... I, I'm not. I'm not usually a big fan of. Um, I mean, I kind of get the feeling this is maybe a dystopia kind mm. of a um, not a not a huge fan. And if if she had honestly, if she had let off with the with the travelogue about what was going on and describing the city, mm-hmm. I might have set it aside. But but she really <laughs> she really grabbed me with that with that beginning, right? Uh, and morsel. I and I agree with you too because. Um... I'm not, I'm not big into detail when like physical detail Mm -hmm. in my personal preference, but I do like that even in her little travelogue section here, there's still this very conversational, uh, right? Like an old man lying restlessly Uh in the bed. It (laughs) heaves and sighs, puckers and farts, yawns Mm -hmm. and swallows. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, I think it was great how she said, naturally this land's people have named it the stillness. Yeah, right. Right, right. Yeah, I I'm uh, I'm in, definitely intrigued. I would definitely pick this up and um and and we didn't talk about the table of contents yet and I don't know oh, if yeah. if you wanted to do that. Um, um the table of contents. I love the names of the chapters. Uh, chapter 12 Demaya grinding to a halt. Chapter thirteen. U plus one is two. <laughs> I I don't know. I just really. Chapter nineteen. Sienet. Sienet. Finds a new toy. Yeah. And then two chapters down, she breaks her toys. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I like the names of the chapters. There. I do too. I hadn't actually noticed that. Mm-hmm. You don't see that a whole lot. I feel like titled chapters. You don't. And in fact, each chapter has two different uh, number numbers. Did you notice that? So it starts with... Oh, yeah. It's the table of contents. So if you're starting at the prologue, you... Uh, you start chapter. I know it's in, your your readers are going to have to look at it. It's kind of hard to describe. That's but. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's offset. Is this the uh, author's first work? Do you know, Ryan? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me, I can just look that up. Oh, wait. Nope. Front of the, I'm looking at the cover. New York Times bestselling author. So okay. they, they must have. But this did win the Hugo Award in 2016. Yeah, this was the nope. first book to win both the Hugo Award and, let's see, what was it? thought well maybe i'm wrong i i swear it had won two two big awards. awards yeah but anyway very well very well loved book nice for sure nice. how many are in the uh in the series do you know it's a trilogy okay okay yep. nice yep nope i'm i'm hooked especially these days Did I lose you, Chris? 
My, I'm. Shoot, did well, you lose? Now I can hear you. Okay. Okay. We can uh, just. Kind of, you said now these days. Oh yeah, these days. You know, everybody's tucked in their homes, and and so I'm building up my Goodreads want to read list when I'm finally able to get back to the library. I I'm gonna add this one. This sounds like it's not in my usual wheelhouse, but uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna give it a try. Very cool. Yeah. So not a lot to talk about with characters, especially beyond what we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I want to see where it's going. You want to know what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, too. I'm wondering if she's going to be the main character. Um, I, I, you know, there's going to be a lot behind her uh, to her story. Mm hmm. So I'm anxious to see what happened happened to her and what's going to happen. Her and her poor baby. Yeah. Well, very good. Thanks for thanks yeah. for joining me, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for introducing me to yet another book that I probably would not have picked up if I'd just been <laughs> out browsing browsing shelves. Although, like I said, the artwork kind of grabs me on this one. So I mm. I might have taken a peek inside. <laughs> So thanks for joining us and listening. This has been Six Minute Catch, and be sure to check out this and the other books in the series by N.K. Jemison. And we've got all of them in this series at the Waverly Public Library. Get lit.